0: Welcome to, you this is sorry to best space of the hero. Here's a question about wayward youth, struggling youth. The question is um, we would think it's not only youth. We would think that somebody who saw grew up with tyrannicides or somebody who knows about tyrannicides um they would know better and and we are plan A and they are plan B. You know, the real way is to do all the mitzvahs the proper way and the straight way. And then there are the wayward people who really need to be taught the right way. And it's true. And by the way, this Shir is Liamishmas Khaya Freida Basaliao. So it is true and yet on the other hand, in the building of the base of Migdash itself, there's a whole other truth that is side by side. That's also true. If we can picture that, one of the things about the Beis HaMigdash is Nimnaham and The Aaron, the, the Holy Ark, took up space and it didn't take up space. Everybody knows the concept. Which means you have two opposite energies happening at the same time. It's not only that the Aaron was about physically. Did it take up space? Did it not take up space? Well, it was both. But this is a template, this iron, which both took up space and didn't take up space, is, the concept is called nimna ha you know, two opposites kind of coexisting, which in the, in the, in the regular world according to the laws of nature, two opposites cannot coexist. On a higher frequency, they absolutely can. In the frequency of Gullus, it's either this or that. In the frequency of gaula, you can have two opposites happening simultaneously and they fit together. And it's not a contradiction. Or the contradictions are not a contradiction. Because it's a different frequency. So, and that, that Aram in the Kitesh and is the template for all of Yiddish Kites. And for life for a Yid. That expect Two complete opposites to be true at the same time, and and let's get comfortable with that. And that makes you know, gee, oh no, it looks like there are all these miracles happening, tough, shin, you know, whatever. We're in the the decade of of plus of of wonders, and it seems like there are a lot of negative wonders going on, and yet there are a lot of positive wonders going on. So is it good or is it the opposite of good? But we're trying to get used to the idea that. Two complete office ener- energies are happening at the same time. So, we're going to do a little summary of what, what we learned the past couple of days. The idea that Sholem Melech knew about this concept, and that when he built the Beis he, when they were putting the Aaron into its place in the Kaddish HaKadosh, there was a lot of simcha, there was a lot of joy about it, and at the same time, he was planning for a second home. So where is the home of the Aaron? Of the Aaron is Ta'ira, Ta'ir Holy of Holies. At the same time that everybody else was only focusing on that home, uh, Shlomo Melch was focusing on um, its other home, its other equally important home, maybe even more important home, which was underground in hidden hidden caverns, hidden channels. I'm trying to find the word, matmunias, amukos, amok, amok, etc. The matmunias, amukos, a calculus. You know, deep, hidden, concealed, deep, deep chambers, deep in the earth. No one to date has found the Aram in those, they're hidden, they're hidden, they're not only deep in the earth, but so what if you just take the right equipment and you you um Keep digging. They're hidden. They're obviously on a frequency hidden in a frequency of reality that you can't doesn't matter how much digging equipment you ha you have, you won't find them. You know, when we were coming into the land of Israel and uh and Yeshua and Caleb came to explore. Was it Yeshua and Caleb Um and they came to explore and they came to, maybe it wasn't Yeshua, sorry, uh, if anybody wants to interject. But two men came at the time of Yeshua, right? And they came to the house of Rachav, and they wanted to know what's happening in the land of Canaan. Are people afraid of us or not? So at some point, the guards and the, the police were coming, and Rachav said, you have to hide. So one of them she hid, and the other one said, <coughs> I'm able to hide myself. Don't worry about it. I hide myself in a different frequency of reality. So he didn't say those words, but that was it. How's he able to hide himself? There was a small room. Where are you going to hide? Under the bed? In the closet? Come on. He clearly was able with the names of Hashem, the holy names of Hashem, was able to hide himself in a different frequency of reality. So we're used to this concept: a different frequency of reality. So. Um, so the the aron is underground in this different frequency of reality, and the words are bimatemunias amukas valkallos. So um. And um, so the aron has two homes: the homes of the home that it has in Gaula when there's a the beis hamidrash, and the home that it has in Gallus when the beis hamidrash beis doesn't seem to be standing. Or most of it isn't standing except for the kaiser when the walls have been burned. So, the question is, when it comes to us, we're like the Aaron. The... we Every yid is like the Aaron. You know, yisrael, Taira Yisrael Kuchu B'chukul Achad. Taira, a yid and a shamar one. So the Aaron the place where Tyra is, is also, it's us. We're the place where Tyra is. Where do you find the holy Torah today? Inside every yid. So when we're speaking about two, two homes, a gula home and a gullah's home for the Aaron, there's a gula frequency and a Gullah frequency for every yid too. So here's, here's how it's brought out. When the Rambam says that, again, sorry, that Shleimah Melech said, build these caverns, and then years later, four, some 400 years later, when the base of was being destroyed, when the ba- Babylonians were coming, before the Babylonians were coming, not when they came, before they came, when things were still good and we were at our peak of power, Yeshio HaMelech commanded that they now put the Aaron into its second home underground. He didn't do it under emergency circumstances. He did it when things were still good. And that very much indicated that it's the second home. This is not an emergency plan B home. It's all one piece. The Kaidisha Kodeshin has its above ground part and its below ground part. And they're both it's all one Kiteshikadation. The iron has, the iron is, is kind of a fluid iron. Tyra is kind of a fluid thing. It goes from visible to invisible, from visible to invisible, from above ground, below ground, above ground, below ground. And when it goes below ground and it's invisible, as you see in many Yidin, we'll talk about that in a second, how below ground is it? Deep, 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 hidden places. So now let's switch to the yid. The yid, who is the, you know, the exemplification of the of, of Tyra in this world. We're the receptacles of Tyra in the world. We're the ones. Where do they store the Tyra inside every yid? Not just oh, in the svarim. Because there's something about Tyra as it's stored in us that's much more alive than when it's in Svarim. In Svarim, it's still quiet enough that the Swarm don't fall off the shelf, hopefully. I mean, there's so much life force of Tyra in the Svarim, you would think that the Svarim would be jumping off the shelf, you know, jumping all over the place. And they seem to not. They seem to sit quietly on the shelf. They seem, The Svarim seem to be able to contain the enormous amount of life force in Tyra. Of Tyra. But when Tyra is inside a Yid, you notice that um, it's harder for a Yid, when, when a Yid learns a new concept in Tyra, it's harder for him to just um, be calm with it. Because the life force is so intense that he, he's got Tyra inside of him in a way that it's just, um, it's, 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 it's making a lot of holy noise in him. And that's why you see the Neshamas of this generation who are really full of Tyra, they're not always openly keeping hisses these days, but they're very, uh, they have a lot of life force in them. There's a lot of life force in them, because there's a lot of Tyra. Jumping out of them, whether they acknowledge it or not, so you would say that the better the better place to store the tyra is not even in a safer and not even in an Archiish but inside a yid, which is probably one of the reasons why I mean I'm just guessing that that there's so much emphasis in this generation to take the tyra out of this farm and put it move it to its better location, which is inside of every yid. Call Teach every idira move it out of, move it out of the farm, move it into the it's a it's a better you know i'm going to give you two million dollars what you should do at this point in in, in history what you do invest it in move it don't don't keep it don't keep it in the bank let's say because that's not the, yeah the most reliable place these days so where should you put your money into art into real estate? Into, in in that people, you know, you'll see that people invest in expensive artwork. They have their money all over their walls in art, or in sarm in books, in this and that. Where should you invest it all? Where should you put it all? Okay. So the last thing is, as we say, Yoshio um, Hamelach was the one who commanded that that they take the tyre now, the Aaron now, and they put it in the place that Shlaima Melach prepared four hundred years before. And Shlaima Melach showed that as he was doing it, it wasn't in case there's a korban, but part of the process of korban was just written into the blueprint of the building of the of Hamikdash. Now one second. So that's oh my goodness, that's cold in this generation. You know, boy, are you ever addicted to struggle? You know, you can't even trust that anything's ever gonna last. You're always so worried that no. Shlomo Melech is not only saying you know things are good now, but you yeah, never know. Obviously, you were slim He's Shlomo Melech. He's the wisest man of in, of all men. That's about as wise as you can get. What's the great wisdom that you got from Schleimanmeloff? He told me, never trust good things, always expect the worst and plan for it. I didn't need Schleimanmeloff to tell me that. I could have gone, I could have gone to my neighbor who would have said, let me teach you a, a, a lesson in life, honey bunch. Never trust things to be good for too long. Always make sure you plan for them to fall apart. Thanks a lot. For that, you don't need the wisdom of Shleim is, is that what Shleim is teaching us? No. He's showing us that what we think is Chorban is not really Chorban. There are various phases from taking the first base of Middash all the way to the third, which is eternal. Revealing the eternity of the base of Middash in in a physical way, and that will be, we'll see it in the third base of Migdash. Taking it from first to second to third is a very complex process and it involves a number of steps which is, there's the visible part and then there's the Horbin part. There's We see the base of Mezish and then it seems to be destroyed and then it seems to be rebuilt and then it seems to be destroyed and then it seems to be rebuilt forever. All of it seems to be, all of these steps are part of the wise plan that Shleim HaMelech had. So it's not just, you know, prepare for the worst and, you know, don't get too optimistic. No, it's not that. Life is much more complex. The wisest man of all of history said the way to get from something good to something eternally good requires many up and down steps, and they're all, in a sense, up steps. Some of them look like down steps, but they're up steps. So what is it? how does it pertain to um, struggling youth? So these three words that the Rambam uses about the place, the second place where the Arun, the place where the Aaron was hidden, the and Lukas What is the Rambam hinting at? That there is a certain advantage that was inserted into the base of Muzish. through what? Banaba l'ignas b'ar Aaron. He built a place to hide the Aaron. It's the, even though externally it seemed because it was because of the Hurban, but in the end, there the dafka through this Urida and through the tikkun and the tshuva, there was the aliyah. In other words, what is this level of matmoniyas and Lukas, Deep and hidden. It doesn't only refer to the place in the earth where the iron is. It refers to a place in the in the in, in us, right? We're we're also where was the iron hidden? We said in the earth, and in us. We have a deep, deep, deep mystical place, deep hidden place in us. corresponds to highest levels of Nelikus that are concealed. Uh, and there are many of them, Lush and Rabin. Amak, amak, meep, and, you know, deep, 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 who will find it? day a Avaita Regila. By a regular Avaita by Eifin Yasher, in the straight way, ein efsharis This very high level, this Mashiach level, that is from a deep hidden place in the higher realms. How do you bring it down? It says, deep, deep. Who can find it? By doing a regular Avayda, you cannot get to it. You cannot draw it down, you cannot find it, you cannot access it, you cannot work with it. What's the regular avaida, the yasher, the straight avaida? I get up, I do what I have to do, I do tarimitzvahs, I do everything right. That's the straight avaida. Is it good? Of course it's good. It's amazing. The straight avaida of doing tarimitzvahs is amazing. There's only one downside to the straight avayda. I The yasher, the straight avaida. It cannot draw down a mic a mic medium to any. the deep, hidden levels of godliness that are way above it can't access it, so when we do the straight of we can't access those higher deep levels. So who says we need to access those higher deep levels Hashem, and the Ramam's referring to it, and Shlomo Melach wisest of all men, is saying this is a crucial part of. Of, of of our Avaita and the process of history. I'm building the base of Mazish, no question. And it's all, you know, revealed, godliness beautiful, you see Hashem Hashem sees you. Amazing. I'm the one who's right. Shlomo know is the one who built it. On the other hand he's saying, this is half of the Avaida when you see open godliness. You come to the base of musician. And everybody's doing the right thing and you see open godliness etc. Amazing only hack the Avaidah. The Avaidah of, to bring the Geula and bring permanent Kedusha, Hashem Echad into the world forever for all the nations to acknowledge Hashem Echad Mayochad. You need not just the standard visible Avaidah, you need the deep 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 high concealed Avaidah that you can't draw down by doing a straight, regular beautiful and that those high levels are crucial for Gaula because we see the concept of the first base of Muzish which is built by Hashem, beautiful, amazing, but it couldn't last when the world wasn't a vessel for it. And then we see the second base of Muzish, we built it, it was more user-friendly because we built it, But it was lacking that high level of Kedusha. Neither one of them is visibly eternal. And we're looking forward to Mashiach times when the Baita Meshach will be eternal. How do you create that eternity that goodness and holiness lasts forever? And everybody's on board, not only without opposition, everybody's on board, everybody's adding their peace to it. How do you do that? We've never had it before in history. You could say at the time of Melef it was the best time in history. But still, that's because everybody was doing what they had to do. But that's, to just go back to Shlemamelech's time, that's not Geula. It's not going to last forever. And the fact is, that base of that he built was destroyed. So obviously that level, that frequency that he brought into the world still is not eternal. How do you bring about eternal godly goodness, tyrant mitzvahs? The whole world is on board. Every nation of the world. They're all helping us. They're all on board. All the nations will do want nothing other than No Hashem and we will teach them. How do you add permanently and higher and higher and higher and nobody gets bored because it's going into deeper and deeper and higher and deeper and deeper and deeper realms of of truth and deeply satisfying etc deep deep levels deep satisfaction deep truth deep feeling of, of 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 groundedness all that stuff grounded means deep deeply grounded deeply rooted all that stuff how do you get that from the deep the deep stuff from the iron being this Be matmuni samukha calculus deep hidden places that enables us to access deep, 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 deep hidden levels that usher in that 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 are eternal levels of goodness, Mashiach levels. So obviously the people who are doing the standard Avaita can't do it. Because they're doing it in Aisan Yasha. So is through the Avait of tshuva, that comes when the person acts not in a straight way, but in a way of a calculus. When a person does the deep avaida, the hidden avaida, then it creates a calculus lamailusa, the deep hidden stuff in a positive way. You bring down this deep hidden level that cannot be come down in a straight way. But they can only come down in a way of archiser alcalcola. I'm going to say something about that in a minute. so what does that mean when somebody's there's a the person who's doing all the entire mitzvahs, they're doing everything they have to do, and then there are the people who almost seem to unconsciously make a point of showing you that if there's a mitzvah to do over here, they will not do it. You know they kind of make a big show out of um um the opposite of mitzvahs, with a lot of fanfare, not, not quietly, like there's a whole population that they're not quiet about the fact that they break tiring mitzvahs, they want, you know, a big audience, you know, they'll go online and they'll, they'll write blogs and they'll this and that and, you know, very obviously, you know, drive down the street with the loud music, you know, eating the cheeseburger or onion kipper, whatever it is, make a whole big scene. And unbeknownst as a, a very a, a story that Doctor Fried once told, that there was a father who had a teenage son who was struggling, and the the father would always say, Di "Did you daven mincha? Did you daven mincha? Did you daven mincha?" And it was a whole struggle between them. And the the, the son would walk around like, mm-hmm, 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 and he, and and the father would go nuts. And he said, "It's almost why can't you daven mincha? It's almost a shkia." Right, so he said. So this young man said, he told his therapist. He said, "What's going on?" He said, "I don't want to give him the satisfaction that I davened mincha for him." Obviously, whatever their relationship was, a very complex relationship. I don't want to give him the satisfaction. Like it's another feather in his cap. His son davened mincha. Another feather in his cap. So I become another one of his possessions. I become another one of his. Accomplishments, but he raised a son who always makes sure he davins mincha. So I refuse to do it. I'm not your puppet. I'm not your museum piece. I'm not doing it. He said, but me and Hashem, like for Hashem, I wanted to daven mincha to give my father the satisfaction that I wasn't going to do. There was going to be another feather in his cap, and then he'll forget about me. He, you know, checked off. Oh, I got my son to daven mincha. No. But he said, so I would go in the basement and I would daven mincha quietly because between myself and Hashem, I really want to have that connection. And then I would come upstairs and look like I could care less and walk around. And so secretly, unbeknownst to him, I daven mincha downstairs. But there was no way I would let him know. Because then it wouldn't be my mincha, it would be his mincha. And I refused to let him know for the reasons we said. So here we have an example of somebody who, his doing of mitzvahs is matmunias, amukas, deep, hidden. You know, all of these people who make a whole big show about I don't care and I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that and I don't do this and I don't do that. We don't know. We don't know who's secretly doing mitzvahs or we don't know, even if the people who really make a point of never doing mitzvahs, they go out of their way to never do mitzvahs. We don't know what their connection with Hashem is. Very often it's an incredibly powerful connection with Hashem. Powerful, more powerful than the straight people. Very, very often. Much more powerful than the straight people. So, um, and what what's the point of that avaida? That avaida, it's not, you know, don't try it for homework. It's not like we should all go and do it. You know, hey, stop doing this and do them secretly and make everybody crazy. No. But when we're looking at the world and all the people who somehow seem to do that, and we think we're on the derech and they're off the derech, that needs to be rethought. Because according to Shleimah it doesn't seem to be the right, uh, the right template through which to look at them, the right lens through which to look at ourselves and them. You could say, though, what you can't say. Tyra says, we're doing it in a way of or yasher, straight light. And they're doing it in a way of or chayzer, a calculus. You know, the light that comes from within the bowels of the earth. There's a certain, there's a relationship you have with Hashem. When you do the business, you know, again, we don't want to put it down. It's good. But there it's, it's it's a straighter, more superficial avaida, a more superficial um, connection with Hashem. And then there's a deeper connection that can come through, really, it's through Archaiser. being in the bowels of the earth, so to speak, and being able to pull up the light from within those dark spots as you journey down and come up from there. Archaizer. And it's a very, very different approach. That is brought down, that is a calculus, the deep hidden stuff, matmunis and mukus. Can't come down, that level cannot come down through or Yasher, only through oryashar. And so, now we can understand that maybe Shleim HaMelech, again, maybe, 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 I'm not, you know, I don't know. Maybe Shleim HaMelech not only had in mind he had in mind many korbanz that, of course, that that would be throughout history. That many korbanz. One, the korban of his base that he that was destroyed that he built. And two, the korban, so to speak, of of the spiritual korban of Yidden and Yiddishkeit in different at different parts of history, the Haskalah and and when Yidin came to America and, you know, all of that stuff when the turn of this uh, 100 years ago or, you know, when Yidin came to America and kind of, you know, became more secular. And then a new korban, so to speak, of uh people having yeshiva background and uh, let's call it losing interest, etc., So all of these supposedly, supposed Hurbans, all is being looked at by the wisest man to live, Sholemah Melech, and planned for. Just because, just like the Aaron, when we would travel in the Midbar, in the desert, the Aaron would travel in front of us and it would send out sparks in all directions. It would send out beams of light, like, (laughs) and it would flatten all the hills. And it would kill all the scorpions and snakes and make it possible for us to journey forward pretty pretty easily without all of the opposition. So that iron is traveling with us and in front of us wherever we go. Wherever we go. So... That iron has to have that iron is not always visible. It has to have its home in in it has to have its home in two places where it's accessible for the people who are looking for it, the people who are doing the straight of Ida. and it has to be there down in the bowels of the earthiness, of the deep dark places where all the other people are so to speak hanging out, the ones who aren't doing things the straight way. In other words, when we go into, you know, we're looking for the Aaron, we're looking for Tyra, Tyra to guide us in our way. So there it is in the Kaddish Kolayshim. Go to the base of the learn about it. Wow, great! You have got it. You've got Tyra to guide you. Open up a safer. You have Tyra to guide you. So it's guiding us. How is it guiding the people who are doing the deeper Veda? It goes to be where they go. Deep, hidden, dark places. Not only do they put themselves in deep, hidden, dark places, the Gashmias, but many of those people, unfortunately, have been emotionally to deep, hidden, dark places that most of us have not had to go to. So, and for whatever, whatever circumstances pushed them into that deep, hidden, dark place that people shouldn't have to go to, when they get there, the Arun is there to greet them and to guide them. You know, we think, what are they going to do? They're going to go to that terrible place and there's not going to be any tyrant to guide them. No, 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 no. The is right there in the Arun in the deepest, darkest place. It's with them with them, guiding them. Guiding them in a more powerful way sometimes than it even guides us. Speaking to them from the, from the same frequency that they're in right now. Deep concealed hidden place. Deep concealed dark place. And when it's there to greet them, they, they create a bond. They and the Arun. These hidden and the Aaron, they don't tell us about it. These Yidden and the Tyra, the Tyra as it is there in their dark place. They don't tell us about it. They have many secrets that we don't hear about. About the relationships that they develop with the Aram, perhaps even unbeknownst to them. Perhaps the Tyra is there in such a, and the Aran is there in such a concealed way that they don't really identify it as such. They just somehow are guided by some things, and they don't even necessarily know what it is, and we know what it is, when they're in that dark place. And we know what it is. The Aaron, which Shleima Mela puts specifically in that place for those moments. And for people who have gone to that place. At the end off, as Shleima Mela says, this is not planet B, this is plan A. This is not Oigwald there's a korban. we better do something. This is the way Shlaiman Melech planned it. When everybody else was busy rejoicing, putting the Aaron into the Khajish when they built it, the first base in Ezesh, he was already commanding to build the, that underground deep hidden place. And when Yashiawa a Melech, four hundred years later, some four hundred years later, said put it now in that underground place he did it just like Shlomo had the Kohanim put it into the Kajashik because who else can go there the uh, Yahshua Melech had the Levim ha, the Levim HaMavinim, you know very wise Levim, Levim put it down in its other home in its other deep hidden home and with great joy it was the Hakhnasah it was it was not done in fear it was done at a time when things were good, still good and it was done as a as a, as a good thing as a khasila thing so all of this is in the plans and if you want to say what is the wisdom of shayma Melech? surely he foresaw
1: the korban
0: with yiddim what we call a korban with yiddim that some keep tirmithis and some used to keep some don't yet and some used to keep turn misses, and then they stopped, and some this and all that stuff, all the variations and shades and the flavors and all of that. Shleima Melach foresaw, and he has has everything planned, so that ultimately everything comes together. They bring all of the depths, and they bring all of those deep hidden places, which are the key to creating eternity of Tyra, and we bring that commitment to Tyra that, you know, didn't, you know, that we have. And all of these various frequencies and various pieces of the puzzle all come together, piece by piece by piece, which is what exactly what we're going through right now. Not we look forward to the day when it will all come together. All of the pieces of the puzzle are being put into place. And that's why sometimes you wonder, this Child was so yiras and they were yay yay yay. We, you know, shema yisrael, They were the ones who said the brach was the loudest. And gee, now they you know do the opposite. Why did Hashem choose this one? And 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 often it's because of traumas. God forbid that they had no choice about. They didn't choose the traumas. Why did Hashem choose this soul, this neshama for the trauma and not that one and not this one? We don't know. But everything has been, been planned from above. And all the pieces are in the process of coming together. And all the souls and all the deep, hidden relationships that we all have achieved with the Hashem. And the Aaron coming out of its hiding place in the deep, dark places. And from its luminous place in the Kaidu And they're all going to come. They're all in the process of coming together so that very soon, hopefully before this Tisha B'Av, we can find ourselves with the whole thing coming together fully, in the Beit HaMikdash HaShlishi, which will be a Binyan Nipsi, an eternal Binyan, SheYibbana V'Yizkala B'Hero V'Yameinu Mamash B'Gul Amites V'Hashlema Al Yidei Mashiach T'tin.